بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه ومواله أما بعد السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته أهلا وسهلا مرحبا بكم Welcome everyone to the I don't know I call this the coffee connect right so today we're talking about coffee episode number two our official uh, coffee series that we're having uh, on my right my co-host Manana Zakaria Haneke how are you doing? Alhamdulillah, you look very happy today Like normally at the beginning of podcast And you look like ah. no, That's because I have to be like You know, introspective And contemplative yeah, yeah. Verses of Quran So today we're just talking like, about coffee <laughs> <laughs> How many cups of coffee have you had so far for the day? I haven't, haven't had any yes, Hopefully they're going to give me some of those Inshallah We're starting a podcast without a cup of coffee Okay, let, let me not keep the guests hanging Today we are talking about Oh, we have a roastery in the house Yellow jacket coffee Ahlan wa sahlan bikum Welcome to Brother Shuaib and Brother Siobhan. How are you guys doing? Alhamdulillah. Can't complain. Hot outside. Sure. It's hot inside. It's going to get warmer inside. But anyway, uh, <laughs> Alhamdulillah. Shuaib, shukran for joining us. We'll take your intro in a moment, Siobhan. Likewise, uh, you guys, I like the brand. I like the look. And I like the coffee. Um, <laughs> and then we have Brother Fayyad from the Cape Coffee Club. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullah. Shukran for having me. Barakallah fikum. Good to have you with us. Uh, just to remind us again, what's the purpose of this podcast? Normally people are used to seeing like Molina's in Dean <laughs> stuff. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm just a man on the street, I suppose, relatively speaking. With regards to the, the, the purpose of the podcast, not just this one, but the entire series is if you hear the term speciality coffee, it, it almost inherently alludes to this, this concept of exclusivity and and what the Cape Coffee Club and, and sort of the series of podcasts is aiming to do is to break that mold a little bit and make everything speciality coffee from, from making it to roasting it to understanding where it's, you know, been grown and harvested. Every element of that process, including, you know, skills development and training and things, making all of those aspects more accessible to everyone, not just Capetonians, but, you know, we, if we're online who knows how far we can we can reach. <laughs> yeah, you know, to add to that, it's like you found this thing, it's like really awesome and you just want to share it to the world. Exactly. Yeah, it, it really comes down to that if you think And I it. think, you know, another aspect of it being a collaboration with this Night Academy as well is that oftentimes people are looking for things that are fun, mm. that they can make hobbies out of, that they can occupy their time with constructively keep themselves out of trouble and stuff like that. For so, sure. you know, this we, is one of those avenues we, we had, that you can... We had one teacher who used to say, sometimes you have a big loss with a stick halal. So we're not doing wine tastings. We're doing yeah. uh, coffee, <laughs> coffee tastings. <laughs> okay. Um, let's start with the intros. We, you heard from myself already and uh, Mona Zakaria as well, as far as our re-coffee journeys... <laughs> <laughs> I never had any coffee though. Is it? I remember? Snob. Snob. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I remember now actually. Let's start with uh, Brother Shaib. Tell us a bit about your coffee journey. Okay. Tell us a bit about you first before your coffee journey. Okay, wow. Um, I'm, I'm a finance graduate. Um, worked in corporate for a long time. And um, yeah, you know, I just felt like, you know, it's it's about time that uh, we do something for ourselves. Myself and Siobhan actually... Um, we started specialty coffee tasting, drinking, like experimenting with a lot of different uh, stuff. Uh, I would say for me, it was about six, seven years ago, uh, about a year or two more for Siobhan. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so basically um, it was just about, you know, trying to taste what uh, these guys are saying on the bags, you know, that's basically it. Um, and, and I mean, for me, the first two years, I was, it was swing and a miss. Um, so, Alhamdulillah, you know, your palate develops the more you drink specialty coffee. And when you drink with somebody who's uh, a real enthusiast and, and goes really over the top, shouldn't say over the top, but it is over the top. <laughs> but he goes the extra mile to have the right equipment and, you know, do the process correctly. And, you know, I learn a lot from that. Uh, you know, it's a continuous learning process with with Shivani. he's the the stickler for you know processes and things but um you know it's for me i'm just i'm just like everyone else i love coffee i drink coffee and you know we want to drink good coffee um yeah so so for me it was about getting onto the other side where you know it's not just about us 
getting good coffee in. It's about being able to share that with the world eventually, inshallah. So, yeah. No, you know what? I'm just what you said. Like you, what you see on the back, can I get one of your bags? Oh yeah. Of this is this is the yellow coffee, the yellow jacket coffee roaster brand. Uh, yeah. What you see is Brazil Supreme. You must still tell us about yellow jacket. Yeah, I know, of course. But I just wanted to point out what he's talking about, man. So, like, how do you say this? Yellow? What? It's yellow katuai. But you don't have the flavor profile on you. No, no, no. no, no, no. Okay. We normally handwrite it on for you. For okay, no, for fine. Yeah, yeah. fine. So what I'm talking about is like on a bag like, like this, right? On a bag like this. You would have like a flavor profile. I read stuff like apricot jam. Yes. Or like gooseberries. Pink, pink marshmallows. The first coffee I bought from you guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pink marshmallows. What is that? The Nicaragua. That would have been, that that would have been this one over here. Yes. The yes, Nicaragua. Yeah, but, but, but what I'm saying is it's, it's like crazy. You're like... But that's coffee. <laughs> yeah. And then you drink it after all. Like, I mean, if you if you if you've got some experience, you drink it and you're like, ah, I yeah. get that. I get that. It's amazing. Anyway. So, uh, so it could be a mixture of like aromatic and taste experience, you know, right. whereby um, you know, adding milk to your coffee. Uh, you know, a lot of espresso lovers here, you know, they do milk drinks in the morning mm. and um, you know, once that milk infuses with the coffee you start getting these sweeter smells kicking off the top of the cup. And um, a lot of our flavor profiles will talk about that first, you know. Um, so it's it's something that you experience while you, you're brewing your coffee and, and, you know, obviously drinking it will add the different uh, flavor profiles for the taste as well. So but I think before we get into like all about flavor profiles and, you know, how you get those different profiles, we still need to hear a bit about more about Siobhan. That's right. For sure. Okay. Um, I am a printer by trade. Um, started in printing at 16 years old. Family business. Um, went into designing and spent most of my life doing that. Um, started in coffee about 12 years ago. What, you know, everybody's process, drink, drink coffee. Didn't like it. Um, I think she's able to stir up some coffee with the, you know, the, the usual thing. Tell them like, that trick, man, yo. <laughs> just joking. It, that, was, it was a good trick. I yeah, that trick has literally been... The milk first before the boiling yeah. water. Mm. Yeah. So, um, and I was not desirable. I don't, I don't <laughs> want to drink this. I don't want it. Um, eventually, just got to mock a pot and from there evolved. And, and to me, the journey oh, was man. more... <laughs> mock a pot. <laughs> But tell me, 12 years ago, that's like quite a bit it ahead is. of the curve it, it in is. terms of like speciality coffee in, you know. Yeah, it is, man. It was, it was more um, it was more to impress, man. You know, okay. like it was like, this guy is making his own coffee, you know, like. Um, I like the honesty. <laughs> no, genuinely, I, I, I didn't know what I was tasting. There was nothing like, I, I didn't know about extraction and brew ratios. And it was finally grind the coffee, throw it in, drink it. It's like, everybody's like, what like what am I drinking? Like it tastes horrible, and I was like, yeah, that's a real coffee. But anyway, so from there it was, um, it was, you know, dissecting the cup, man. It, it, it got to a point where I was about latte art. It was you know pouring the latte art and stuff, and reverse engineering from there. It was okay. What what am I actually drinking? What am I making? Like yeah. um, I'm pouring the pattern and. I'm not enjoying the coffee. Let's go backwards. Let's yeah. see. Let's learn extraction. Let's yeah. learn. And I mean, that's like buying new machinery. Okay, that's the that's gonna solve all the issues. No, it's not. Because now you have to educate yourself. Like in that sense. So it's working backwards from there. And um the science behind it was actually captivating in that sense, man. That's what got me. Nice. I was I was yeah. That that I got was me. telling I mean in the last podcast I was telling when I shared them as well that uh <laughs> My starting coffee, I never used to drink coffee at all. I just wanted to get nice foamy milk. Mm. Yeah. That was that was <laughs> that, it. That I wanted. was it, yeah. I was actually thinking, you know, I'm gonna get the espresso machine to make foamy milk yeah. to put in hot chocolate. Yeah. And then you know it just <laughs> went to different rules from me. <laughs> but uh Yeah, last know. night we were at the function and people actually made uh, Jacobs and then they put foamy milk in. <laughs> and they were so <laughs> yeah, this is the real Yeah. <laughs> and then and that's the the, the one of the the Main selling points to to good coffee is the, your latte art, man, and for the for the the presentation, man, the end yes. cup. Um, uh, roasting is important, um, but I think the barista is a little bit more important in yeah. that sense because they have to deliver the final product, man. And 
um, yeah, they they can actually undo all the hard work of everything before that, man. If if not done properly, so the starting there is is important, and working your way backwards doesn't you know it gets you somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Right. No, excellent, guys. Uh, let me get back to uh, Fayad. So. Just to give the, the the viewers and the listeners an appreciation of where Yellow Jacket fits in before we actually you know formally introduce the brand, tell us a bit about this end to end process and why. Did Fayette tell us this about role. his coffee journey? No, did he? I, no. I didn't. But he didn't. It's it's not ah, too no, complex no, 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 a journey. No, no, no. <laughs> uh-uh. no skipping. No skipping. <laughs> Come. This is like tell us the embarrassing okay, details. What do you call it? Alcoholics Anonymous Well I suppose the earlier part of my journey Was, was sort of very typical Probably similar to most of you It was initially the coffee And then it upgraded to Nescafe Then Nescafe Gold And there was on special occasions yeah. The Alterica, the purple sticker <laughs> bottle um, And then of course Dal Egbert made, a, made a, you know, an appearance okay. So um, along with that, that old Dalgona stirring the, the, the sugar and the coffee together yeah. to make a foam. All of that happened very early on. And then in, in 2017 was actually a big defining moment. I had a cup of coffee at a, at a coffee shop in, in Santon. Can I share the name? Coffee? Yeah, yeah, go for it. It's a father coffee. Most of you know them. Yep. I think they're quite well renowned in South Africa. Mm-hmm. And, and I saw this guy busy making my cup of coffee. And... He, halfway through, he chucked the puck and he restarted and he just shook his head and he said, no, and he restarted. Mm. And so I was a little confused and I asked him, you know, what's going on? And he told me, no, it just wasn't right. It wasn't right. So he gave me this cup of coffee and I walked out and I took a sip and I stopped my wife and I said, hold on, I'm coming now. And I went back in and I told the spirit, this is the best cup of coffee I've ever had in my life. And from that moment on, I started Googling and YouTubing and watching all sorts of things to try and understand what and how and like how can I recreate this in Cape Town because this was in Joburg you see yeah so I bought the beans and I bought a nanopresso and I bought all, all little you know coffee devices to try and replicate what I had there and I suppose that's how it started now it's probably about seven different brew methods later and a lot of YouTube <laughs> hours a lot of James Hoffman a lot of Cape Coffee Club discussions and um, probably debating and arguing with people as well um, but yeah, now now I suppose I'm just a bit of a coffee nerd. fanatic nerd. Oh, sorry, man. Call it, call it <laughs> funny that you, you know mentioned. What? Funny that you mentioned father. This was the first coffee that I actually tasted the notes like 100. percent Yes. I mean, I I don't have a refined palate. You know, these guys are tasting coffees all the time. I like coffee that tastes like coffee mm-hmm. and chocolate, and you know maybe yes. some of those notes. I'm not too much for the like heavy acidic stuff. But this was the first coffee that, like, what it said on the box yes. is exactly what I tasted. Okay. And it's like, yeah. Ajim. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, guys, uh, tell us about Yellow Jacket, man. This this branding looks amazing. Firstly, I need a cap like that. Uh, I need a coffee like that. <laughs> <laughs> Sweeter like that. No, seriously. Tell us about Yellow Jacket, Bismillah. Okay. okay so, um, Siobhan had a... Um, well, he, he has any kind of coffee equipment you can imagine. Like, he just keeps buying a car. I think he needs a, a rehab for that problem. But Yeah, like new uh, audio equipment. Yeah. There we go. So, so <laughs> Siobhan had a um, a little kind of profile roaster or um, sample roaster, air roaster. And, um, you know, we've just been playing around on this thing, buying green coffee. And, you know, every now and then uh, we chill at his house and get it started and and roast uh and we drank a lot of the coffee um you know but nothing really sort of told us like you know this this is what you guys Mm. could you know focus on and actually become good at because we we sucked i mean we were bad um you know a lot of the coffee uh then ended up standing for a long time and then we took the, the roaster out again and we started and you know, we'd, we'd by then read up and watched a lot of videos at that point. And, you know, we've been drinking a lot more coffee and we were like, listen, there's a whole box of green coffee under this table here, you know, and let's just roast all of it and see what happens. You know, we, we know a little bit more now. And um, yeah, it's, you know, just started out there. You know, we got serious about it. We started recording things, writing little things in a book, you know, what temperature, after what time, 
and those types of things and trying to create the sort of computerized roasting curves in our heads. Um, and, you know, from there, we got some really good roasts um, and some more audible roasts. But, <laughs> you know, eventually we, we ended up buying a, a Haki profiling roaster. Um, you see one at Origin. I think they're still using one. Um, and it's, it's a brilliant little thing. Uh, it's basically a big gas roaster compressed into a little tabletop uh, size thing, 500 grams at a time. Um, roasting time per batch between eight and 12 minutes. Um, and, you know, we, we got serious about getting some green coffee, like real good stuff now, you know, stuff that we couldn't waste. Yeah. Because a lot of stuff went in the bin or into a, a compost bag, you know, that goes onto somebody's <laughs> lawn or something. But, um, you know, we we just started getting really good results. Uh, the Haki plugs into a laptop and now we could see the actual graphs and we could trace graphs. You know, you can do an overlay and actually live trace a graph and, you know, see this was, looks. yeah, yeah, this was really good and the data became addictive as well, you know. So that little spike in, in, in your roasting graph you actually start to taste that spike like you know and you start connecting all these dots and uh we learn to avoid spikes crashes um you know and get consistent graphs and and that's ultimately what you know the art of roasting where that comes from um and then obviously you know with with siobhan being the master roaster he will then decide uh, after profile you know do we accentuate you know, a certain part of the roasting process so that you get like a different result out of the coffee. And it becomes very technical from there. It's like a rabbit hole. Only so. from there. I'm, <laughs> <actually> there. <laughs> I'm trying, look, I'm, I'm, I am trying to sort of keep it like, you know, on the surface, yeah. but basically, you know, that's, that's how technical roasting is. Um, you know, it, it, it can go wrong very quickly yeah. during a roast. Um, and what happens with that coffee is literally compost bag. So how did it evolve from you guys doing that at home? Yeah. Into so, actually becoming a, so, you know, a, a brand, a company, yeah. whatever it is. So, um, like he was explaining the journey to learning roasting and to producing like our own coffee and along the journey, you're sitting with bags and boxes of coffee, man. And, and it's good tasting coffee. Well, good enough tasting coffee because there are like issues with it, small issues in there. And you don't know what to do with it. You can't just throw the coffee away. I mean, you're sitting with bags and bags of coffee. That costs money also. It costs money, yeah. It costs money. It's, it's um, as well as costing money, the process to get it to where we, 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 we're roasting it basically from farm to, it's, it's specialty coffee. So it's, you know, yeah. it's, there's a lot of um, handwork on it, man. So you sort of want to appreciate that, man. Um, so we started giving the coffee away. And everybody we're giving the coffee to is like, this coffee is good. Like, what? Like, why don't you sell it? Where was I this time when you when the coffee was? <laughs> it, was it was boxes yeah. of coffee, like literally. And I mean, good. I mean, we bought coffee. We're selling um, Burundi long miles. It's a it's a very unique lot of coffee, and we bought a lot of it, roasted it. We didn't know exactly like the the the, the quality of the coffee, and it was tasting phenomenal. But we didn't know what to do with it, giving it away, and everybody was like, let's um. Sell this coffee, man. Why don't you sell it? Put a sticker on it, sell it. Started started just bagging some coffee. Um, obviously, I'm in printing, so I designed the nice. the logo, the the um, pack, packaging, everything. Threw it together, let it out, and then from there, I was just rabbit I was going to comment on that earlier. You know, I like the idea of working in family business and yeah. carrying on to do your own thing, not getting stuck in the rat race. Yeah. You know, that's something that... Oftentimes, if people don't find themselves in need and they become despondent, there's nothing they can do. And I actually want to commend you on that. It's it's quite. Uh, it's 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 not easy. And I mean, I've I've thankfully got like a supportive family, man. So um, I work my, with my father, um, for very long. I think it's been eighteen <laughs> years now. Yeah, roughly. but I think that's going to maybe take us off an attention. So it's this, going to. So I'm so, just in a, so yellow yeah. jacket is yeah. a roasting company. Yes, correct. Last in our last podcast, we spoke about you know some of the processes involved and talking about coffee being this fruit that actually yeah. hangs on a tree yeah. on farms. So basically, 
what part of that process do you so there's the, the fruit on the tree and then it gets plucked obviously yeah and then what happens okay so it grows uh so so the things we're supposed to be focusing on is so sourcing yeah um what is it sourcing sourcing from crop to cup from crop, yeah, from to, crop, crop to cup yes. so basically sure. sourcing, sourcing roasting, processing, processing processing yeah so, that's the one i was missing so mm. you know tell us a bit about what part of that like you guys do what it entails okay so so your coffee is i mean you've got your four main regions in the world for coffee that's where we start okay each main region has got uh, sort of distinctive flavors in the coffees um so you've got your sort of asia regions where you're going to get like nice sort of dark uh, reddish red grape kind of flavors um not rum um <laughs> and and spicy like you know you're going to get spiciness in the coffee and things like that and um you know dark chocolate so what would that be like indonesia indonesia yeah those those regions and mm-hmm. then you've got um africa obviously massive um i i, I still think africa is my favorite region best coffees for me uh, then you're going to get the south so what are some of the main countries in that in that region so for africa um ethiopia major kenya um up until i would say two, three years ago right up there very still, best i think they still they they still going to always have i've seen some burundian coffees tanzanian coffees uganda yeah yeah coffees. yeah I'm yeah. busy drinking Ugandan coffee right now. Not <laughs> right now, yeah. but I mean the bag yeah. that I'm busy with. So yeah. actually Congo as well, even though they're war-torn, they're starting to open up like their, their production of coffee as well. Okay. Um, Other yeah. region? Uh, so the next major region would be your Central Americas, uh, Honduras, um, Guatemala. Nicaragua, Guatemala. And then you got your South America being your Brazil, uh, largest exporter of coffee in the world. Uh, reason for that being that Brazil coffee is used in almost every blend that you base. will drink as a base. Yeah, uh, it's got that chocolatey, nutty flavors naturally. Um, you know, and and that's that's your comfort level that you find. Yeah. That's when you say you want that coffee kind of Mass tasting appeal, coffee. Yeah, it's, it's like yeah. that's that's coffee, that's what coffee. you want. Coffee, can, coffee. Can I ask a question? But I think it's going to be directed to Fayad. Like I'm walking in a shop now. How do I know where to find speciality coffee uh, by spa, macro, <laughs> pick and pay? You know, how do I know what to look for? And and how do I know that I'm actually buying speciality coffee or not? So so. I, It's a little bit of a loaded question. It might sound simple, but it's a bit of a loaded question. So, so firstly, to to sort of appreciate the complexity of the the entire sort of A to Z process of coffee, from sort of bean to not just bean to cup, from the fruit itself to, yeah. to as I mentioned, the washing and the processing and all of those things, um, and 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 the complexities that happen just at the roasting level. So, us drinking a cup of coffee, almost not appreciating all of the levels of growing the fruit and harvesting it and washing or cleaning or fermenting and then the green bean that they get and then transporting it around the world to be roasted into a coffee shop into our homes only for us to over or under extract it and then it doesn't take so does. <laughs> um, so, so I think that's kind of where my coffee journey took me in aiding in sort of trying to find the right type of coffee for me I was following Okay, if I know what my flavor, my preference of flavor profile is, I have an idea of where the, the, the coffee should be coming from. And then I obviously now I'm going to look at the bag and I'm going to see, okay, there's a location and there's a, a, an altitude even. They'll tell me at what altitude it's grown in. If you speak to Shaib or Siobhan, you're probably going to find out that they'll know that on that farm, on that south-facing embankment, that's where the cherries <laughs> were grown mm-hmm. and yeah. taken to another station. So so it really does yeah, go down yeah, to that altitude. level. One one four zero to one one eight zero. Exactly. MASL. What's MASL? Meters, uh, above meters above sea level. level. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So, Imagine. so that's the sort of the, the level of complexity that we get from you know the entire process of coffee. And so, when it comes to me walking into a shop, I'm looking at those things. I'm looking at okay, is it does it just say Kenya or does it give me the varietal and the processing method and and what that sort of chain of production tells me is that. I don't know if you want to show this There's in the screen. A, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah that, that, that might actually be. Look, they obviously add a, a bit of a flavor profile on as well. Let me get this right. 
don't know if you guys can read that. Uh, it's probably not going to focus yeah. on that because it's focusing your face. Okay. <laughs> I need to okay, but I'm sure we can upload it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can say it in the image of that. But so what is so, it? Yeah, so just for future purposes, because you look like you're going to be on podcast forever. So what you do is you, you hide it in front of your face. Like this, <laughs> the camera doesn't see. But the other way around, because the info's yeah, 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 I'm just I'm just demonstrating. Okay. <laughs> 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 not, not like that. <laughs> that just makes you look like an idiot. Guys, on record, Maulana called me an idiot. So... Again, I'm looking at an element of almost, call it a stamp of approval, call it, call it my own halal certificate. You, you get the fair trade stamp that you get from some of the more commercial, uh, you know, you go to Woolies or any or pick and pay, you'll find on some of those bags of coffee fair trade. And that tells me that the farm that the coffee was produced on, uh, they are running their farm ethically, right? So, so that stamp of approval is there, but when I'm buying from guys like these, like Yellow Jacket, uh, and I can trace the exact origin of that coffee and... I can see the profile is to my preference. That's what I'm looking for. It's not just grab a bag of beans. I also have a look at the roast state because freshness is a very important mm. factor. And then uh, these days I take it a level further and I WhatsApp the roaster to find out what's the best recipe to get this flavor out of this coffee. And you, I think you touched on something important there. I mean, just yeah. because it ties in roast date. Because oftentimes, you know, the culture around buying things is, When's the expiry date? Yeah. Yes. So with, with with speciality coffee, you're not looking for expiry date. You're looking for the roast date. Yeah. And uh, like, I don't know if it's on there, but a lot of the information that Fayad is talking about is actually on that packet. Yeah. Like on this one, we have um, the producer, Romero Ortiz, uh, Buena Esperanza Farm. It's like telling you yeah. the farmer's name, the farm, uh, the region, Matagalpa, Nicaragua. Mm-hmm. The region in the country, it's telling you the altitude it was, which it was grown. It's telling you the processing method, which we'll talk, we'll, we'll talk about a bit later. But I mean, all that information is on the bag. And I think that tells you that this is something speciality. I mean, it's not just a... Mm. Um, not, it's not just 100% Arabica. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that some bags yeah. just say that. That's it. 100% Arabica. But look, uh, Malana, just run us through or rather lead the conversation with regards to the processing Right? Uh, before we get to the rest. Yeah, so actually that ties into the question that we had before. We were talking about, you know, sourcing. Yeah. And then the next one was processing and then roasting. So I don't know, do you guys do processing? No, no, no. no. So processing Nothing. happens at the farm. Okay, okay. Okay. So so processing is basically um, you know, the the coffee starts as a cherry, as you as you said earlier, grows, it gets Which is like some sorry, but that fact alone, it's not something that we like the normal everyday non-speciality coffee drinker thinks about. Yeah, mm. this used to be a cherry. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's actually. If I had started with that, I probably wouldn't have drank coffee because I don't eat fruit. Oh my word! It's another topic for another time. <laughs> okay, so so starts out as a cherry, right? Um, and the cherries get plucked, um, and they go to a processing station, which will be, you know, at the farm nearby the farm. Um, so. Processing can be anything from just taking the bean outside of the out of the cherry, you know, um, and 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 that would be a sort of natural process where they leave a little bit of the uh, mucilage, fine, uh, pulp or honey. It's like you know a honey processed coffee. Okay. Um, and you know from the the coffee will then be sort of left to ferment somewhere or either in a drum or on drying beds or whatever the case may be. So there's, there are, I almost want to say hundreds of different processing methods out sure. there for specialty coffee because every farm has a unique way of, you know, firstly, how they grow their coffee, what they, what nutrients they're putting in that soil, you know, choosing a specific part of the farm that gets, you know, uh, you, you, they call it a micro lot, actually, where, you know, this part of the farm produces the best coffee, you know, and they actually take special care of just that part of the farm. And, you know, the rest of the farm gets kind of like, you know, uh, secondary care, but, you know, still care. Check it, just to cut in there, right, there is one processing method where animals actually consume the cherries and then they yes. defecate yes. the cherries mm. and then... Is that correct? Yes. Uh, it's it's more of a, 
I want to say a delicacy, not 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 necessarily within sound the. Like one. <laughs> no, no, it doesn't look like one either. During the process, it definitely doesn't look like one. I think there's like a lot one. of controversy around that copy uh, look because of the ethical implications and people actually forcing Correct. badges to yeah. or gerbil. What's it? Civets. 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 Yeah. Forcing the civets to eat the stuff and then actually yeah. defecate it. So and there's actually a lot of ethical like problems with that. So people are kind of I don't know if this is across the board, but. You know, a no. lot of copy people and I know they recommend just don't drink it. And my yes. only reason for bringing it up was that it's one processing method just to give yeah. you an idea of how broad this thing actually is. But yeah. And and look with, with that copy luwak, I think that's the name of the coffee mm. or the process of that coffee. It's, as you mentioned, that that's one of the things I mentioned was ethical sort of, you know, trade the whole way through start to finish. And if those animals are not treated ethically, then we don't actually want to be a part of it. Now, probably about two months ago, I, I sent a message in the Cape Coffee Club, Club group asking about that bean specifically. You know, who tasted it? How was yes. it? And that's actually where I got educated about the, the unethical treatment of these animals and how it's better for us to sort of stay away from it in its entirety to avoid any chance of those animals being mistreated purely for an, an element of delicacy or claim delicacy. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah it's a big, big consideration. Can I just ask, I mean, look, so we're learning about coffee, yeah? we're learning about what, you know, some practical things that's going to benefit us in our coffee journey. Um, you mentioned that there's a whole variety of processing methods. Correct. And uh, without getting into the specifics, right, maybe you can tell us a little bit about the most common ones that we'll find in a bag, like maybe natural, washed or honey processed or mm carbonic macerated and you know maybe what how that affects the taste that we might uh, get out of the coffee yes. look it's a family show so stop using profanity you said carbonic maceration that that must be profanity <laughs> <laughs> no 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 Siobhan yeah, will clarify so um, there are the three common ones are obviously the washed coffee the natural coffee and the honey processed one um, washed coffee being um, the cherry de-pulped and washed, uh, laid in water and the, you know, the pulp washed off of the coffee. And it's very clean. It's a, um, it it translates actually into the cup. It's a very clean cup, um, bright, fruity. Um, good qualities of the coffee come through, or the seed itself, the farmer's um, intentions in the soil and, and all of that comes through the seed um, better that way. Then you get the natural coffee, which is just basically the fruit thrown out on a on a bed to dry, flipped every 12 days or so, so it doesn't ferment, and then depulped from there and cleaned, and that's your natural coffee. Then honey somewhere in between. It's pulped and then left with a, with a um, pulp. There's still a bit a of A little pulp. bit of the fruit yeah, still on it. fruit still on it, and then it yeah. just gets soaked in. Uh, the bean absorbs all the sugars, all the nutrients, and... It's then dried and, and sold as a honey coffee. Um, obviously, with a lot of experimental um, processing now, um, coffee's changing. I mean, the quality of coffee is out of the world. I mean, you're looking at carbonic maceration, lactic fermentation, um, hyper-processing. Anaerobic. Um, anaerobic, double anaerobic. I mean, there's so much. They're doing Anaerobic. Cultural. Anaerobic. That's a different <laughs> situation. <laughs> Any different context. Yeah, I work with that all the time, but not in coffee. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and, and they even gone as far as that they, they're now culturing coffee, like they do with milk, um, okay. with fermentation, basically. They, they take the cultures of different fruits and foods. Um, they kickstart your, your ferment with that culture. The, it, it helps with the fermentation. It does affect the flavor, but it, it's to force the the flavor of the pulp or, or the of the coffee into the the cells of the bean. Okay. And essentially, that affects the 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 quality of the green coffee as well, man. And it's usually to the betterment of the coffee, man. Um, to the betterment in that it's going to bring out more. It's going to bring out more of the flavor. Yeah. It's it's okay. more expressive. Like for I, I, you know, I'd really encourage our, our listeners. Go out there and actually, you know, just once in your life, give yourself the experience, taste one of these coffees. You will see that you get yeah. tastes in coffees that you would yeah. never have imagined. And I think it's, you know, giving yourself those experiences is yeah. it's, it's good. It's out of the world, yeah. Like, again, it's, it's it comes back to that idea. There's a lot of ways to have fun and experiences that are permissible yeah. and, you know, just For sure. liquor. No, of yeah. course, it's effective. Okay, yeah. uh, before, we, before we wrap up and we speak about the coffees that you have an offer and the prizes that we have an offer and also the 
the starter kit, right? Yes. I just want to speak quickly about roasting itself because I know we're going to really look at it in a more practical sense a little later on. But there are some questions that we have about roasting. Uh, so let's just look at that as a topic. Zakaria, uh, if you want to lead this one. Okay, so um, in terms of, uh, we spoke about sourcing of coffee. We spoke about uh, processing of coffee. Your guys' forte is roasting coffee. And uh, you alluded to certain aspects of, it, you know, roasting profiles and looking at spikes graphs and all of that, and, you yeah. know, graphs and all of those things. But maybe you can just tell us uh, a little bit about roasting, roast levels, what okay. to expect from different roast levels, you know, again, for the beginner consumer of, of, of coffee. Okay, so basically, I mean, I, I usually use like the slice of bread analogy, you know. Uh, whereby, you know, fresh out of the bakery, you're going to get like a lot of taste and flavor of the ingredients that that baker put in the bread, Mm. Um, you know, because he's baked that bread up to the point that he wants you to taste it at. Uh, And then you can chuck it in the toaster and toast it because you like that toasty flavor. And or you can just toast it all the way dark because you Mm. like dark toast. And I mean, some... I mean, at, at the moment, like most blends out there have got a dark roast in it and, and, and it's got that bitter sort of chocolatey flavor to it when when coupled with milk. Or well, you can toast it on a pan, completely different experience. Y- yes, yeah. for sure. I mean, there, there are people out there that do hand roasting as well. Um, I was talking about the bread. The bread. Oh, that. Okay. <laughs> so, so, yeah. So, yes, you can toast it in a pan if you want to be fancy, um, you know, but at the end of the day, that is ultimately translates into coffee as also being a food. You know, it's also food. It works the same way. When we roast, roast light, you're going to get a lot more sort of bright, sharp flavors. Um, it's it's going to be, I think, uh, a little bit hectic for a lot of people's palates at, at light roast. It's something you need to prepare yourself for. You need to go in there saying, okay, this is a light roast. It's going to be hectic. Fayad can definitely relate here, you know, he's, I've seen him have some moments already, he's like, you know, bracing himself, like knowing, you know, this is going to be hectic, but, you know, then there's the medium roast that's going to be a little bit sweeter, um, you know, where some of the sugars of the coffee, the natural sugars start getting released, um, caramelized, like, you know, on the verge of caramelization, and then obviously at the darker end, you know, it's a lot more caramelization. Uh, and a lot more sweetness, I would say, so you, yeah, with so the bitterness. You, you spoke now about like three main roast levels. Yeah. Light, medium, medium, and dark. dark. Correct. And dark is the one you're usually going to find on a, you know, a, a supermarket shelf. 100% Arabica. Really the, 100% <laughs> Arabica. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, I mean, and, and you told us a little bit now about the flavors that we can expect from those, uh, you know, roast levels. So tell me, like, what, at what level do you guys generally roast your coffees? We we offer the we actually give the option to the 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 buyer you know light roast with that um, with your choice of coffee so you want the Nicaragua light roast medium or dark um, and you can communicate we we give a a base flavor profile which is based on how we preferred um, but also if you ask us um, what what would this taste like dark we'll we can tell you basically and um, personally I I like a light roasted coffee. Um, it's it's like it's very complex. You you get the the early stages. I mean, it, it depends on the coffee man. I mean, like Brazilian, you want medium to dark. Yeah. Um, that's where the origin comes in. And um, when we decide what our preferred method for the coffee is, we normally roast it light, medium, and dark. Do we need something in between? Do we um, want something further down the line? Um, and it's it's all part of tasting, man. It's I think all for me, like my sweet spot at the moment, or generally the coffees that I buy are medium roast. Yeah, um, yeah. Because I don't want too much of like a you know acidic punch in the in the flavor of the coffee, and I drink it with milk also. Yeah. Uh, so I generally go, and I don't want like a bitter cup of coffee also. For I sure. think most people they naturally just expect bitterness in coffee, mm. but um, you know my experience for the last you know while that I've been putting effort into making the coffee nice, it's, it's like. I generally don't actually get that much bitterness in the coffee. Maybe that has to do a bit with the with the roast profile. I don't know for yet. What are you drinking these days? So, so my preferences are, are very much aligned with yours in in that I still prefer the sort of chocolatey, nutty flavor profiles. But 
as I've been on this journey of trying to refine my palate a little bit, uh, trying to open or be more open to this concept of acidity and fruity flavors in my coffee, um, I've started also identifying notes of sort of burnt coffee or ash in some of those darker roasts. Mm. And and I in my head, it's because it's, my palate is being refined. Maybe I'm imagining it all. Maybe I'm being you know, influenced and biased. <laughs> I don't know. But but um, I still prefer the, the, those chocolatey, nutty flavors. So whenever I order any coffee from anywhere, but especially with Yellow Jacket, my preference is a medium roast. Um, and, and often people struggle to make that break from a darker roasted, needing those bitters and, and killing down the bitters with sugar, mm. <laughs> you know, to try and make it palatable. Uh, uh, yeah, people struggle to make that, that, that bridge from darker roast to light roast. And I feel like just having it at medium currently is working for me. I'm getting enough of the chocolatey, nutty flavor profiles, but I'm also tasting the strawberry or the marshmallows or things like that. So for now, it's a bit of a an experiential journey, shall I say, because I don't like any coffee at the moment. I'm struggling to find a coffee that I'm enjoying. Mm. And it's a difficult part of, of the process, I suppose, but <laughs> I no longer enjoy... Can I name some names? Haas or or Seattle yeah. or those guys because it's too dark and ashy, and and on the medium coffees, I'm I, sometimes it's a hit and a miss. I'm really struggling at the moment, actually. Um, well, Lashar, what what, what are you going for? I mean, look, I make espresso most of the time. You make espresso most of the time. So I mean, you are more on a mocha pot and also another uh, French press. What you call this thing? Aeropress. Aeropress. Yeah, mostly on those. I am experimenting, still, still finding what I like. I, I noticed that I like two things. I like a Brazilian uh, bean. I've I, I frequently returned to that for like my all day coffee nice. in a in a more medium roast. Yeah? And then uh, if it's like this time of the day, you know, late afternoon, then I'd go for like a lighter with the Aeropress, like a lighter mm. tea like, uh, mm. you know, coffee. That's like just that, what uh, I've like that Kisha village where that was on another level. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. That was on another yeah. level. But anyway, so that's basically where I've navigated to. But mm. I'm still experimenting. I haven't so, really. I mean, tell us what what coffees you guys have on offer at the moment. Currently, we have the um, Nicaragua, the Brazil, um, the Malawi Kisha, and the Colombia Ethiopia. So those are the those are the four coffees that you have, and then you can yes. obviously roast them to preference. To preference, to yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the fact that you guys roast to preference is actually quite a nice thing for people that are listening to this and actually want to taste a lot of different stuff. You know, maybe they can eat you up and and they can get the full uh, full experience yeah, from you guys. That's, that's um, part of the journey. It's like the, the um, we've done the V60 uh, starter kit. It's like uh, it's a journey from progress, from classic to progressive. And so you're going from this coffee, coffee taste to educating your palate to a more bright, acidic um, coffee and like, We've had somebody buy the the beast, the the kit, drank the Indonesian, and like this is the best, like like it's amazing. I like it. Gone to the Rwanda, which is a way more high profile coffee. It's lighter roast, and he was like, it's way too acidic for me. Mm-hmm. Like I can't take it. And we were like, it's it's good. Like find your also, find your pellet, man. Yeah, it's also it's to show that spectrum as well. You know, to say like you know that's that's the one end of the spectrum, sort of of specialty coffee, and that's kind of you know what the other end of the spectrum can look like. That was the sort of thinking behind it. But um, yeah, like the the thing with light roasting, you, you your risk there is you know that you don't uh, you don't roast the coffee like. To a doneness level, yeah, yeah, enough, enough yeah. you know, and and obviously on the the darker medium and darker side um, would be the ashy, you know, burnt kind of flavors, undertones that, you know, you don't want to taste when you're drinking your coffee with no sugar. So, you know, I think medium for for a lot of guys that's starting their journey in specialty coffee is a nice place to start. Mm. It's over 800 fla- different flavors you can insight out of a single coffee. Sure. Yeah. That's why if if um, one roaster roasts the same coffee as another one, it's very difficult to replicate them. Sure. Mm-hmm. Because it's based on your roaster's palate and smell and it's over 800 tenants. So that was, you know, one of the things we were thinking about, like, is roasting a science or is it the art, you know? It's, it's an art. I think it's, a, it's science. Obviously, it's, it's art and science because the, um, where the science comes in, it's repeatability. You want to science reduce can the be same. artistic. Yeah, but you can be artistic and it's expressive. And <laughs> yeah, it I, is very expressive. I, I, I think I think it's definitely more of an art 
but you know, you, you're going to use science to create most arts. I mean, even if you think of a painter, yeah. the way he presses the brush, it's all science and physics. And uh, I think a lot know. of it, that's, that scientific part has to do with the consistency yeah. you know, of, yeah. the, of, of you know, the repeatability of the processes. And the data. I mean, the data is the most important thing for us. I mean, before, like I said, we were roasting blindly and then, you know, we got the little hockey profile roaster and now we've got, uh, you know, data that we can use, translate into, um, you know, what the results are, start make, joining those dots between what, we see in the data versus what we taste in the cup and then start manipulating from there. So, But I think at the end of the day also, the fact that it comes down to taste, yeah. you know, what do those numbers translate mm. into? What and it tastes and, like and then it's the subjective. Yeah. And then it becomes subjective yeah, because you know, sure. different people are going to like different things. Of course. You're never going to please everybody with, with you know, all your offerings. And that's why, you know, we're going to try and keep, you know, having like multiple offerings on our site so that, you know, there's something that might appeal to everybody. So if people want to get hold of you guys, yes, how do they do that? Well, get hold of your coffee. Get hold of your coffee. <laughs> okay, so um, www.yellowjacketcoffee.co.za. Easy as that. Everything's cool. on there, links to our social media, um, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. All the links are there. Um, all our coffees are on there. Starter kits available on there. Um, you know, we started a blog on there as well, you know. Nice. Um, I remember when I searched for you guys the first time, there was like an Instagram page with like... Yellow jackets. I think oh. it just said yellow jackets. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, we've we've come some way since then, Alhamdulillah. No, that's, um, that's great stuff. Man. You know, so check us out on, on all the various platforms. Um, I think our website's a nice place to start. You know, everyone has access to a browser on their phone or something, so... Okay, you so um, we've got yes. we've got a V60 specialty starter kit um, for sale on our website, and what it is, it contains a V60 pour over filter instrument. It's a coffee yeah. making instrument. Coffee making basically. instrument. Okay. Coffee making instrument. To brew coffee. There yeah. we go. I think in our last episode, Winston actually used a, uh, a V60 to yeah. brew the coffee. Hundred percent. So it's a V-shaped cone in a 60 degree angle and it sits on top of your cup uh you put the filter paper in um the box contains filter papers as well um and you've got four different coffees going from classic kind of specialty coffee flavor all the way up to like very progressive specialty coffee flavor um the coffee's pre-ground already for your v60 method all you've got to do is Put, a, put it on top of your cup, put the paper in, put the coffee in and pour some water over it and let the magic happen. And yeah, and it's that your... Way, yeah. In that way, our listeners can actually get the experience of you know yeah. what you're speaking about. 100%. Proof is in the pudding, eh? Yes, they're going to get that ar aromatic kind of experience coming out of the coffee bed uh, of the V60 and they're going to obviously drink the coffee so they'll get the flavors and everything as well. Nice. And I believe you guys have also included a, a recipe for those that aren't familiar with the V60. There's a little for recipe sure. card in there as well. For sure. So um, we've got a recipe card in the box as well as um, there's a blog post on our on our website where you can check out, you know. The, the exact process. Yeah, with pictures, you know. It always makes it easier when you can see the pictures. Nice, and, nice. Yeah. Fayad, I think you had something to say. We have some uh, offers on, on the table today. <laughs> yeah, so Yellow Jacket have very kindly put forward one of these starter kits uh, towards the competition. Do one of those? <laughs> <laughs> if I had a kit, I would have. Um, so on behalf of the Cape Coffee Club, the East Night Academy and, and uh, Yellow Jacket Coffee Roastery, they put forward a, a starter kit for, for somebody to win. So all our viewers need to do is to like and subscribe to, to this podcast uh, and tag a friend, obviously getting the message out to as many people as possible. And by doing that, you're automatically entered into the competition and you have a chance of winning this lovely starter pack. Yeah, I'll definitely announce the winner as well so people know it's not just going. <laughs> <laughs> so what's it that they must do? They must like, like, like share this, uh, this Yeah, podcast. like, like, like the video on YouTube um, and share, right? Okay. And uh, tag a friend. That, that's it. Okay, cool. That's it. And you guys had another offer there. What, what was up with that? Yeah, you can also buy the, the box online on the website. Um, 
what we're going to do the is the V60 start kit. Yeah, the whole contraption we spoke about now. Um, we are going to, when you check out, you can just add a note CCC for Cape Coffee Club. Um, and we're going to do- donate 10% of every purchase to the East Nard Academy on behalf awesome. of you and Yellow Jacket. <laughs> awesome stuff, man. So I think this is a killer conversation. It was nice learning about uh, sourcing, uh, processing, and, and, and roasting of coffee. But yeah. I think we need to kick off into that roastery to see yeah, where, the, where the stuff goes down. Can I, just, can I just say something? Uh, what, what I'm really, I'm sitting here with this, this thought building up and it's like, I feel the sense of pride that check out my people, my brothers, they, like, they're doing this. You know <laughs> nice. what I mean? It, it's awesome. It's really awesome. And it's not like just, you know, Spaza, you know, whatever type of coffee, put it in the bag. Yeah. It's like really good stuff that, that's of an international standard. Mm. So really well done to you guys. Allah bless you, your business and your, your activities. Inshallah. And for all of those who know them, don't come with you about like ah, connection cheaper no support the guys you see that's why they sell it online when you can't offer a discount <laughs> can, can I share a, a small story about uh, an experience I had and, and this year I've tasted a lot of coffees even some of those special geisha coffees you guys also had uh, yeah a chance to to experience and it really is an experience yeah right? Um, so, so just uh, like a word of appreciation for what Yellow Jacket is doing to speciality coffee, because it's not every speciality shop you can go to and customize your order and request the roast profile. That is very special for me because, as we mentioned earlier on, everybody's got their own preference. They've got their own palate and different levels of refinement of that palate. And even if your palate is refined, you still have a preference. And, and, and that customizability really was appreciated. And, and again, like you mentioned, it's, you know, it's our people. What was really cool for me as, as this experience, this is the whole point of the story, is I, I got a very special bean. It wasn't even anything fancy, but it was a, it was a Kenya Kitaka yeah, pea berry. berry. Mm. Correct. And the flavor profile on there said lint chocolate with orange burst. <laughs> but I don't like citrus in my chocolate. And, and I messaged Abe and I told him, listen, it's a little bit too intense on the chocolate, man. What can I do to change it? And he gave me a, a recipe that he used just to change my, my extraction sort of profile, my recipe a little bit. He told me, pull a slightly longer shot, decrease your temperature. And what came out of that was a very lint chocolatey shot, a little bit sort of darker or bitter, which I don't mind. I'm still in that level of things. But it dulled down the citrus quite a bit to a point where it was arguably the best cup of coffee I've had this year came out of that bag. I ended wow. up ordering a second bag of 2022 has been short. Eh? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> this year, last year, yeah. in the last 12 months, let's go early. But um, that really was sort of arguably one of my best coffee experiences. And that came out of that sort of customizability, that personalized experience, uh, you know, offered by, by Yellow Jacket. Alhamdulillah. So, yeah. Alhamdulillah. Okay. So we're going to head off into the roastery. Yeah. Let's do this. Let's go.